Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix Carolina Panthers Podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And we are here to talk week two, Monday Night Football for the Carolina Panthers. It's been a while since we've had one of these. Yeah. Uh, I actually don't. I should have. We should have looked up and seen when the last time we played a Monday Night Football game was. Uh, but I know we didn't play one last year. Uh, and week two of the season, and we get one at home. Yeah. And I, it, this is the only uh, primetime game we have, right? I think we have a Thursday night game later oh, okay. on in the season. But yeah, those those are the only two. And you're not guaranteed Thursday night games anymore, so uh, you know we're lucky that we've got two. Uh, yeah. I guessed one when the schedule came out, so they they overdid it for the, for that. But um, no news today that we're going to talk about. But if you guys want to hear our thoughts about the injuries and the Treat Cohen signing. Check out the podcast we did yesterday. It's yeah. on YouTube and your favorite podcast app. Um, we talked about 22, 23 minutes or so about that. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of leave that there. And we're going to get right into the PFF grades for last week. Yeah. After last week, I really don't want to like harp on the negatives. So yeah. I am going to get just going to go ahead and jump straight into the positives uh, on offense, the top player was Chuba Hubbard with an 82.1. Really good running the ball. I think you and I both kind of saw that. That, I mean, for yeah. obvious reasons, he looked good with the ball. Yeah, I mean, the grade shows what the eye test showed. He looked yeah. great. And his pass blocking break grade was 81.4, which is higher than any of the <laughs> uh, offensive linemen. So nice job by Chuba. Uh, and, hey. You know, we were both down on Chuba this preseason, mm-hmm. and a few more performances like this, and I'll be on the Chuba bandwagon. Yeah, and let's so. be honest, he played 28 snaps. It wasn't like he played five. Right, yeah. <laughs> I he always try to skip those guys. He was out there for a good, what, 30% of the snaps or so. So, mm-hmm. nice job by Chuba. Uh, number two, Hayden Hurst, uh, 70.8. I'm sure you are excited to see a tight end that's up there that's not Ian Thomas for randomly. Yeah, uh, you know, Hayden Hurst, unfortunately, didn't get a ton of catches, but uh, he was out there, and again, uh, they don't have a pass block grade for him at all. But he I, had zero pass blocking, so every time he was yeah. out there during a pass play, he, was running he ran a route. A route. Okay. <laughs> well, I know, I think uh, I think Ian Thomas, I, I, he's not on this top five list, but I think he had a pretty good pass blocking grade, too, so, um, you know, at least he's doing something. But yeah, glad that Hayden Hurst is up there. Uh, on the top five of the PFF grades. Uh, another good guy up there, Bradley Bozeman, 68.6, mm-hmm. led all the offensive linemen uh, at, uh, at on PFF grades. So not bad, but he's got a couple right behind him. Yeah, uh, Icky came in at number four with a 67.9. Um, he had a really good pass blocking grade of 79. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did give up one hurry or one sack and one penalty. But overall, I mean, I felt like the offensive line did a pretty solid job last week yeah. up until towards the end where everyone knew we were just passing. Yeah. And then Moten rounds out the top five with a 66.2. So three of our offensive linemen in the top five, never going to complain about that. I uh, wish the grades were a little higher overall for the whole team, but you know, those, those were the guys that looked the best, um, you know, and, Unfortunately, we're losing 
Brady Christensen, as we talked about yesterday, but um, hoping that whoever fills in for him is able to keep up the good work. Yeah, uh, I did hear, I know this is kind of off topic, <clears throat> but it is for the game. Zavala mm-hmm. is going to be staying at right guard. Yeah. They said that they are they like the way he's looked and they don't want to move him around. So I find I'm a little that surprised. weird. It's only one game. <laughs> like it, it's been three weeks. Yeah, it's not yeah. like he's been. And I know he's yeah he's he's been in preseason as well, but I don't know that I buy that uh, that explanation. And that to me means that when Corbett comes back, he's probably going to be playing right guard. Which is not what he played last or left guard. Left which guard. is not what he played for us last year. Uh, I think he has played left guard in the past. Uh, one season, I think I saw, but it was 2019, which is four years ago. Yeah. So, and Savala literally played next yeah. to Icky at NC State, which I'm, I'm surprised they don't want them closer together, anyways, because they probably have a shorthand linemen speak to each other if that makes any sense like they've got some experience hey, with each other yeah they, they know their strengths and weaknesses and can work as a team yeah and then you got bradley bozeman right next to him right i mean that i don't know I, i'm, I, I'm, I'm, not I'm surprised Campen. as well yeah so. uh yeah i'd, I'd love, love to know more about the thought process behind that because i don't buy we don't want to mess up the chemistry or whatever i don't buy it yeah, I don't it doesn't that. make a lot of sense to me but unless corbett just wants to play left guard for some reason yeah or or maybe it's the fact that maybe they feel Cade Mays is more left guard because Corbett's Depending not playing this plays. week yeah no Corbett's not playing this week I don't know if Cade Mays is either we'll see who that ends up being I think uh PFF has Jensen as the the starter there so yeah. so we'll see uh but on defense uh you know and some more decent grades here Troy Hill actually led the team in PFF grades on defense with a 76.4 uh, which is nice, 75.6 coverage grade, which uh, was really nice to see, even higher than J.C. Horns. Uh, only 15 snaps for him, but when he was out there, he was productive. Yeah, and he's going to see a lot more now that uh, J.C. Horns not playing. So Right. Hopefully. Hopefully he sees more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd prefer to see him out there than C.J. Henderson, who is not Me on too. this top five list, by the way. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Xavier uh, Woods next at 69.5. Uh, and then we've got a, a couple of defensive linemen. Yeah. Derek Brown, 68.4 with a pass rush of 81 for an interior lineman. That is astounding. Yeah. He yeah. had 23 pass rushes and he had an 81. And we talked about him in the preseason as a guy that is probably not going to get a ton of sacks. Uh, he keeps pass rushing like that. He's going to get some sacks. Like, he's going to end up with a handful, if not more, sacks this year. And coming straight up the middle to pressure a quarterback throws out all rhythm because they're yeah. so used to quarterback or the rush coming from the outside. There's nowhere to step up. You have to start evading at that point. Yeah. Now, speaking of the outside, next on this Brian list is Brian Burns, Burns <laughs> who had a 91.1 pass rush grade. Yeah. Uh, pretty good. <laughs> yeah. That, that's in the elite category. <laughs> yeah uh he did struggle on the run defense but we all know that's not his strong yeah, suit that's that's typical for him unfortunately but, i mean 91 i mean uh, you pay I, him I to rush the quarterback for him later on so yeah you pay him to rush the quarterback yeah. uh, and then rounding out the top five jc horn 67.9 um 
you know, JC is great when he's available. He's a fantastic corner. So hopefully we get him back. Available. Yeah. Hopefully we get him back this season and he can stay healthy. So. Yep. All right. Now let's go ahead and, oh, before we jump into the game itself with the injuries, please subscribe on YouTube, uh, like us on Twitter, uh, follow us or star us on whatever podcast you're listening to. We greatly appreciate it. Star us. I mean, I don't know what else that, that is called. Yeah. Like, subscribe. I don't know. We did get an email from uh, Elizabeth. Oh, one of our oh, one of our bad. favorite favorite emailers. Um, she uh, she very nicely told us that she hadn't quite watched our video yet. Yeah, that she sent it, which is fine. Um, but uh, she says, while it sucks to lose, the fact that we were minus three in turnovers going into the fourth in a tie game is not bad. Like that's no. kind of up. Op- <laughs> if you're looking at it that way, kind of optimistic that we were in that game playing as poorly as we played, honestly. Yeah. Um, and let's go ahead. Let's be real. I mean, we were in that game. Those turnovers, I think cost us the game. Just yeah, 17 points from it. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I, I don't think that's a question. And, and um, then you have 17 points off that. Then you have ba- or uh, Baker Bryce having to throw the ball late. You know, that's mm-hmm. going to be dangerous just because you know, they're going to pin their ear back and right. rush the, quarterback yeah i mean you know uh frank reich also talked about how at least one of those interceptions was he, he said it was his fault um just based the, the play call and the position of the field you know just not giving bryce the best opportunity to make a good play um so you know nice of the coach uh, for once we've got a coach that doesn't throw the player under the bus <laughs> right that's and exactly what i was thinking yeah, yeah i was like oh look yeah. a coach taking responsibility yeah um, Elizabeth also just mentions that she's still very confident in Bryce Young. You know, he's going to learn. He's he's a rookie. It's his first game. Anybody that's out on Bryce Young after his first game, just go g- kick rocks. Like, find another team. We don't. Yeah, we don't, that's like, stupid, Come on, guys. give me a break. Um, the Sanders fumble, she was more disappointed in. But, again, we talked about this, given the benefit of the doubt. It was his first game. It was his first action, you know, really, um, the entire season. So, he didn't play any of the preseason. But, um yeah, I mean, you know, week one is weird. She mentions a couple of the, the strange losses this week, or, you know, in week one and how some teams looked better than they thought that we thought they would look. Some teams looked a lot yeah. worse. So, you know, uh, the long season left and we'll see what happens. But uh, thank you, Elizabeth, for the email. And anybody else who wants to email us, Meow Mix at our uh, mailbag, mailbag at com, <laughs> And we will read it on the show. If yep. it's if it's nice, if it's positive, yeah. you know, if it's bad, if it's positive, you know, yeah. no cuss words, you know, we, we've it's been like, very lucky. You guys are a great, a great community. We hardly ever get any, you know, assholes. So we, we do very much appreciate it. And that right there unmonetized our YouTube. <laughs> what? I said bassholes. <laughs> <laughs> All kidding aside, we'll be right back with the game preview. I got to go say goodnight to Evelyn as she's screaming okay. for me. All right. Sorry. Call me back. All right. I'll, do you want to leave it running? I'll leave it running.
sorry about that. I just That's got like, right. a message from her saying, Evelyn wants to say goodnight to you. <clears throat> I know how it is. Right. I know how it is. <sighs> and right. I was like, oh, that's good timing. <clears throat> yeah. I was out the door yesterday morning and uh, you know, in the car, backing out the driveway, and Brandy was like, you got to come back in here. Logan is screaming for you. You got to come tell him bye. So I had to come back all the way back in the house <laughs> after being halfway down the driveway. All right. Yeah. Uh, do you have trivia? I do not. Do you? Okay. No. All right. We'll skip that. I, I got to remember that. I do too. I keep forgetting. And today I I did this while I was watching Spider Man and Friends with Evelyn, uh, like Spidey an hour Spider-Man. ago or so, yeah. a little bit before an hour. Spin, Ghost Spider. Yeah. yeah. Know all about that. All right. Uh, if you want to bring us back. Okay. Uh, did you see I found some IR? I did. Yeah. Very nice. That's on PFF. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, okay. look at that. Sweet. All Hopefully right. it's. Correct. <laughs> yeah. And we are back. Uh, now, going into week two, unfortunately, the Panthers have already been struck with the injury bug. Um, Brady Christensen out on IR, probably out for the season. Um, J.C. Horn, hamstring injury, most likely out for multiple games. Uh, DJ Shark. With his hamstring, limited practice today, which is very good. Yeah, and he said he feels like he's going to play. But good. then he also said it's still up in the air. So <laughs> so he giveth, then he taketh away. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Moten, uh, bicep, limited practice. God, we don't, well, what is up with the biceps? I, I don't know. I don't like I don't these know. biceps injuries for our offensive linemen. Hopefully he's going to be fine. Yeah. Now, moving to New Orleans Saints, JT Gray, uh, cornerback, shoulder. Kendra Miller, running back, hamstring, limited practice. Ryan Ramchek, tackle, rest, eh. and then limited practice. Jimmy Graham, tight end, rest, limited practice. Juwan Johnson, calf, limited practice. And Pete Turner is on IR from the with a leg injury. So. Uh, yeah, they seem to be coming in fairly healthy. I would imagine, yeah. you know, most of those guys probably play. I mean, uh, unfortunate that, <laughs> that we're going to face them full strength while we're not, but Hey, that is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the NFL. They don't have Kamara. I mean, they don't have a Kamara. Think, yeah. I mean, you could always say it like that too. I mean, and we'll, and we'll talk about their, uh, their run game here in a minute, but uh, betting odds, uh, surprisingly, the Saints are only a three-point favorite. I thought they would be more like a four- or five-point favorite, um, but I guess it's a home game, so they're giving us a little bit of a of leeway there. But three-point favorite for New Orleans, uh, over-under again set at 39.5. So another, you know, they Vegas at least thinks it's going to be another low-scoring game. Um, I don't know, Jerry, what do you feel about that? I mean, would I- you take the points or uh, – I mean, take take your Panthers fandom out of it. I would say two good defense going against two new offensive quarterbacks in new yeah. schemes and everything. I I could would take the under if I was yeah blindly I, I think, looking at this game. I think I would too. I mean, the Panthers haven't shown uh, the ability to score points Mm-mm. so far, uh, and the defense has been good. So 
Yeah, and New Orleans defense was very good last week. So, uh, you know, I think this could easily be a low-scoring game again. So we'll see. But what do the Panthers need to do to win this game is what we're going to talk about next. And uh, I'll start it off here, Jerry. I think the first thing we need to do, something we did last week very well, is run the ball. Keep the yeah. defense of the uh, of the Saints honest. Uh, keep our defense off the field. Long runs or long uh, drives. Get into the end zone, hopefully. But, I mean, keeping the ball possession, and that's what kept us in the game last week, yeah. in my opinion, is just the fact that Atlanta didn't have the ball a lot. Unfortunately, when they did get the ball, it was with pretty good field position most of the time. So, uh, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. I 100%. Yeah, that that's my number one takeaway, too, is run the ball. You know, I don't want to say keep it out of Bryce's hands because that's not what I'm trying to do. I want to make sure we don't put Bryce Young in a bad situation. Yeah. I don't think the wide receivers are the best, so therefore, if you if you catch them off guard with running the ball, they're going to start cheating up. And then if DJ Shark's ha- healthy, he could maybe beat him over top, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, thir- uh, you know, 38 passes is a lot for yeah. a rookie quarterback. Like, let's... Maybe keep that down like under 30 would be nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, Speaking of the wide receivers, you need to get open. I mean, I saw a chart worth uh, separation and the Panthers were all had only like a yard or two separation, which isn't good, which just purely is not. It's not good at all. Besides LaVisca Chenault, who had five yards. And I think that was because his, his catches were basically screens. Yeah, he didn't have. Uh, yeah, he wasn't running routes really. Um, all the all the other receivers were below league average mm-hmm. in separation. Hopefully, with if DJ Shark does play, that will improve because he is he's got the most speed uh, of the wide receivers. Uh, you know, so and I, you know I don't know if Tariq Cohen is going to play in this game, but he's another guy that is quick enough to get separation. So I would like to see. I like they're gonna have to scheme it. They're just gonna have to scheme these guys open. Yeah, because they're just not if, quick enough. I, I don't know if Tariq Cohen's gonna be able to play. Pro- but, probably not this game. But I mean, he is. This is his first football activities yeah. that he's had, and so he just years. he joined the team halfway through the week, and you know yeah. he's he's doesn't know the playbook. Like I I know that's probably asking a lot, but. Uh, it would not shock me if he's on the roster and is out there for a handful of plays or returning punts or something like that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, Next up here, third downs. Uh, It was important last week. The Panthers did a very good job, actually, offensive Mm -hmm. and defensive. Yeah, would have liked to see a little better offensive, but certainly was better than was last year. Um, Just previous couple years. Right. Right. get our third downs and stop them on third down. And again, the Panthers did a pretty good job of that. I think what the Atlanta's like two for 10 or something on third downs. It was something, something like that. They were pretty, pretty poor on third down last week. So uh, hopefully the Panthers can continue that because third downs, as we have seen over the past few years, if you can't convert them and you can't stop them, you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. You're just going to lose. So that's uh, extremely important. Yeah. Another big thing indication of wins and losses is protecting the ball yeah uh we the panthers turned it over three times last week and 
Tannehill threw three interceptions to New Orleans. So Bryce Young has got to be smart with the ball. I yep. know you're young. I know you're a rookie. This is a quality defense you're going against. Uh, one of the better ones in the league. Marshawn Lattimore is a great corner. Yeah. I mean, I don't don't press it. Throw it to the ground. Throw it yeah. to a cheerleader. It's time. Use those legs with what you can. Yeah, you know, and we don't really have this on our list, but um, I think New Orleans had three or four sacks last week against Tannehill, and they hit him ten times. So Uh, that's, you know, they're just going to have to keep him, keep Bryce safe and give him the time to throw. The more time he has, the the less. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm showing three sacks, but I don't see hits on my list here. Yeah, ten hits. Ten hits, uh, I did see that earlier. Um and and Tannehill was terrible. He was absolutely awful. I saw Hopkins was uh, targeted 13 times, only had like 65 yards. So, Oof. yeah, and we don't have anybody on this team as good as DeAndre Hopkins at wide no. receiver. So, uh, again, we're just going to have to be better from a coaching scheming standpoint than they are. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Um, I have – oh, okay, that's interesting. So on ESPN, it only shows four, three sacks, but on PFF, it shows five sacks and five hits and 13 hurries. Okay. I'm looking at well, New that's, Orleans. So. That's a big discrepancy. That's a huge I discrepancy. I don't know about that, but uh, everything I saw, I watched a video earlier um, from NFL.com, and they said 10 hits. So uh, I'm going to go with them and ESPN, I think. But, yeah. Uh, what's our next key here, Jerry? Uh, sorry, I was looking at something else. <laughs> Uh, cornerbacks. Last week, you faced Desmond Ritter. Yeah. Nice little warm-up game. Now you're going to face Derek Carr, who threw 33 times and looked good doing it. So... Yeah. He had well, a touchdown, also had an interception. I was going to say good, yeah. but... Better than Ritter. Well, yeah. Completed yeah. almost 70% of his passes, 300 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Yeah, and again, we talked about it last week. Like Ritter's stats looked better than he looked. He did oh, not look good. No, R- Ritter is not going to win games for Atlanta this year. They they're going to win by running the ball. Uh, New Orleans is going to win by throwing the ball. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially until Kamara comes back, because uh, our last key here is just we <laughs> the Panthers have to be better against the run. You know, they they were bad against the run last week. Uh, the stats again weren't terrible. But if you watch the game, it felt like if Atlanta really wanted to, they could have run that ball all day long against the Panthers. New Orleans had only 2.6 yards per carry last week on 27 carries against the Titans. So this is an opportunity for the Panthers. You know, again, we mentioned Kamara's out, so they're without their best running back weapon. Mm-hmm. Panthers are gonna have to take advantage. They got to make this team one-dimensional, and the corners, like we we mentioned, are gonna have to step up. Yeah, I mean their their running backs, Jamal Williams, who's a solid backup, solid like yeah. piece, but I don't think he can carry the load. So right. I, I agree. You got to protect. You got to stop the pass. Chris Olave, Shahid had a good game, and then you have Michael Thomas, who's, I mean, they're, actually they're, healthy. Yeah. Yeah, like. <laughs> It is what it's it is, be guys. Tough. Like, yeah, yeah, they have a good second or they have a good receiving core. Yeah, I mean, Alave is very good. 
Michael Thomas, you know, as we've seen in the past, can he can be a game breaker. I don't know if he still has that in him, but he's certainly a high quality wide receiver still. Um, and Jamal Williams, you know, Jamal Williams has had games, right? Yeah. But he's getting up there in age, and he's just not a guy that. I think is going to have 30 carries anymore. Uh, but that's kind of their best guy right now. So I think the Panthers are getting lucky facing this running back tandem, you know, that new Orleans has right now. Um, and they're going to have to take advantage of it. So, yeah. Uh, All right. There is another part that I didn't put down here, but I, okay. somewhere I think the Panthers can succeed, especially helping our cornerbacks against their wide receiver. The pass rush can get to mm. Derek Carr. They gave up four sacks mm. last week, yeah. eight hurries, uh, and three more hits on the quarterback. Um, they have a rookie, Trevor Penning, starting at tackle. I would assume that you put Brian Burns on him and you let him feast. You I put, hope so. And then you have Justin Houston going against Ramchek, which, I mean. Could maybe a little banged up Ramchek? A little bit banged up Ramchek. I mean, there's there's possibility. And then look at their guards. Their starting guard, James Hurst and Cesar Ruiz, their pass blocking was 42 and 35. Yeah. Derek Brown can disrupt up the middle against those guys. Yeah. Rush Luvu in there. I mm-hmm. mean, some corner rushes. Like, this could be fun. It could be a really good defensive game for the Panthers. I, I think defensively, you, you try to make Derek Carr – get happy feet and throw the ball quickly because you don't want to give Chris Olave and the other receivers more time against CJ Henderson, Dante Jackson, and Troy Hill. <laughs> Jerry, how many sacks would you say the Panthers will get in this game? If you had to make some sort of bet, I don't know. I, I'm g- I, <laughs> well, why do we even pretend we don't discuss this beforehand? Because we don't. if you had to make some kind of, I don't know, some sort of beverage bet, I, you know, I, beer bet of the week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the beer bet uh, is three and a half sacks over under without Brian Burns added, because we both think Brian Burns is going to get about two himself. I, yeah, I just so, think you're going to pit him. That's what you do. So I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a little better odds because uh, you said three and a half, but I, I, we first agreed to two and a half non Brian Burns sacks, oh. right? So I'm gonna go under. I still think they get four. I think they get four exactly. I think Burns gets two. So I'm going under, and you're going over. Yep. All right. So two and a half non Brian Burns sacks. That is the beer bet of the week. And now we go to predictions. Bold predictions. Hmm. Originally, I was going to do mine on Brian Burns. Go ahead. You can still do getting, it. Getting three sacks, four sacks, but, you know, I don't want to do that now. So I'm going to go Derek Brown. <laughs> Derek Brown okay. has a five combined either sack or tackle for, or losses combined. Wow. Okay. Awesome. That would be amazing. Yeah. I, that, it's yeah. bold. That's where I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am going to say that, that Bryce Young throws for 300 yards and no interceptions in this game. Yeah. Especially against that defense. I would be very excited. Yeah. I think, uh, I think they figured something out over the course of this week and DJ Chark is going to help. So I think he plays. All right. Uh, well, 
let's talk about some game predictions here. Uh, since you went first on the bold, I'll go first on the game. I think this is going to be a close game, closer than many people probably think it is. Other than Vegas, you know, they think it's going to be a close one too. So uh, I do think, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of be a Debbie Downer here. I think the Panthers are going to lose. Um, I think it's going to be a fun, close game. Uh, 24-21, New Orleans. I, I, I'm sitting here shocked because I had 24-21, hometown Carolina Panthers, okay, going to steal it. <laughs> All right, good, good. <laughs> you know, we that's one thing we do not talk about before the podcast no, no, is no. our predictions. Uh, and we are always very close, it seems like. Um, I hate going against the Panthers, but uh, I want to get on the board on those predictions. And, you know, I feel like we're just still a couple of weeks away from really finding out who we are. So, no, I could see that. Yeah. But I also I don't want to pick against the Panthers this early. because I know, I know. My, my blue tinted glasses are still on high. So, yeah. Hey, gonna go. nobody will be happier than me if we win. So. All right, well, let's quickly talk about the other NFC South games here. Uh, we've got the Green Bay Packers visiting the Atlanta Falcons. That could be a fun game. The Packers look good, and, and Jordan Love might actually be a good quarterback. Yeah, shocking. Yeah, I think they're going to be without um, their number one receiver again this week, but it didn't seem to hurt them last week. So Packers over Falcons? Let's hope. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got the Bears visiting the Bucks again. The Bucks surprisingly looked competent. You know, Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield apparently figured out the signals, the defensive signals from the Vikings at halftime, told hold the team, and they were able to do some stuff in the second half. So uh, good for him. You know, this is a game that I I want both teams to lose. Uh, you know, I'm I'm rooting hard against the Bears this year because of mainly how their fans have treated our fans. Um, and then the Bucks, obviously, I can't stand. So, yeah. Uh, hopefully, this ends in a zero-zero tie. <laughs> <laughs> and just as the worst football game ever played, that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> yeah, I kind of agree <laughs> with that. The only thing is, I like DJ Moore, even though he is a Bears. Like, just... I know he had two catches last week on two targets. They only targeted him two times. You, you How? trade a, you, you know, you. You trade the number Ow. one pick overall. You get you get DJ Moore and you don't use him. I I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. He but gets you know, open, guys. He gets open. We we did talk in the in the off season, you and I in in a chat that we have with some friends, and I predicted that Brian that uh, DJ Moore would have less than eight hundred yards receiving this year. And I stand by that. Well, yeah. I mean, they're not using him to his full potential. Yeah, I just don't think Justin Fields is good. I think he's a really good runner. I don't think he's a good quarterback. So, we'll see. I, I didn't look at Justin Fields' stats, honestly, after that game because, well, it is what it is. I mean, yeah. yeah. He's 16. I don't think the Packers have that great of a defense. It was a lot of garbage time stuff. A lot of garbage time stuff for uh, for Fields. So, mm. And that's kind of where he's made his yardage in the past. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, he's just not good when the defense is trying. But anyway, this isn't a Chicago Bears podcast. Uh, any other thoughts before we sign off here, Jerry? I really would love the Panthers to get into the win column, especially on Monday night. I would love for our guys to show up 
look fantastic on Monday night and kind of let yeah. the national media know that they're not this pushover team. Yeah. That everybody seems to <clears throat> think they are. I don't think they will be this year, but Yeah, I'm I'm um again, not super optimistic that they win this game, but I have high hopes. I can't wait to watch it. It's a 7:15 start or 7:30, whatever, 7 something. Uh, so it's kind of an early Monday night game, which I'm happy about because uh, I hate staying up super late on a work night. But, um, yeah, I'm getting old. Uh, I do hope that the field looks terrible because turf sucks and turf is really shiny at night. So, I, you know, I just want David Tepper to be embarrassed by his decisions. That's all. Okay. Yeah. We got less than a minute <laughs> left here. Thank you for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at Meow Makes Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at meowmakespodcast.com. You'll leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts. We'll read it on the show. Please like and subscribe on YouTube. We'll be back. Probably, uh, I don't know. Monday night, I guess we'll, we'll have to record Monday night. Um, to recap the game, and until then, everybody stay safe out there and keep pounding. Wow, <laughs> wow,